Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bunker Boys podcast. We have Slate back here again, so I'm not a bumbling idiot for an hour like I was last week. Yeah, uh, but it's good to have him back. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to review the Zurich Classic for you guys, get you ready for the Mexico Open as well, uh, and, of course, bring you uh, growing our game. Uh, we're excited to talk about all of it. One thing I, I noticed last week, and I'm going to try and do a lot better with this, is I use um like every other word. Uh, I, I was editing the video and I looked at my wife and I was like, "Oh my god, like I, I sound horrible." She's like, "It's not that bad." And then she like turned her eyes and be like, "Oh my god," I'm like, "Yeah, I know." So, gotta work on the ums and the uhs. Uh, so that's what I'm gonna be working on this week. But we'll see how it goes. Probably not gonna go well. I always tell myself that and nothing changes. But we do have a lot to talk about, so we're gonna go ahead and dive right in. Um, as always, we're gonna begin with our sponsorship, uh, W.GG. Use code Jackwagon for ten percent off your order. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. As a new dad, it is very hard uh, to, to get myself moving some days and keep myself moving. Uh, I do love my naps, but I'm really groggy when I wake up from those especially. So Dubby has been a lifesaver for me. I absolutely love it. Head over there. They've got great flavors. I think they just released a Dream School flavor as well. Uh, so make sure you guys go check that out. W.GG, code JackWagon, gets you 10% off your order. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and jump into the Zurich Classic Review. Uh a lot of surprising moves throughout the weekend. Uh, we didn't have Hanley and Shawflake dominate like they did last year. They still played pretty well. Excuse me. Um, but I, I think just the performance they had last year, the record-setting uh, you know, uh, numbers that they put up, we, I talked about that last week, I, th- I think about 50 times. But um, they were not able to repeat that. Uh, they did still finish inside the top five. Uh, you had Riley and Hardy get their, both of their first career wins uh, on the PGA Tour, uh, so shout out to them, Davis Riley and Nick Hardy. Uh, Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin uh, come in second, two shots back. Uh, Wyndham Clark and Bo Hostler come in third, uh, three shots back. Chaffa and Candler, like we just said, uh, four shots back. And Taylor Moore, I can't remember his first name. Matthew. Uh, is it Matthew? Yeah, Matthew uh, names. Matthew Smith uh, come in four shots back as well. So that's your top five. Slade and I, admittedly, we did not watch a lot of golf this weekend. Uh, Slade worked, and uh, I had a family member visiting, so a lot of time was spent on that. Uh, and also, whenever somebody's here to help out with the baby, I got to try and get some projects done. And I'm not gonna. When I did watch some golf this weekend, I did watch the LPGA Major, the Chevron uh, Classic, uh, their first major of the year. A lot of drama did happen over there as well, but not enough for me to inform you, the masses, on all. But. Uh, Let's go ahead and at least give you who we had as our biggest surprise for this week. Slade, I've talked nonstop to get started here, so I'll go ahead and give me yours first. Yeah, so I mean, I think the biggest surprise in a good way would be um, uh, Clark and Hostler. I mean, I didn't see them kind of breaking into this this part of the stage. I mean, obviously, it's a team event, so you just need to kind of play off of one another's good shots. But um, from a, like a great uh, – great job perspective. I think that they surprised me the most, um, from a disappointment, a surprise, I would say Homa and Morikawa are, uh, were a big surprise missing a cut for me. I, I mean, I don't know how you expected them to play. I mean, I thought that you picked them also, so I'm, I'm assuming that you expected them to play well also, but I just thought that they were going to play a much better, uh, especially since you only have to hit half the shots basically. Yeah. Um, for me, Morikawa uh, and Homa, I did pick them. I, I knew it could be like a Jekyll or Hyde situation. They could both complement each other really well and play well, or they could just kind of bring out 
not necessarily the worst in each other, but show their flaws that they've exhibited throughout the year so far. Uh, and that's really what ended up happening. Morikawa, ever since he fell apart at the, the Century Tournament Champions, has not looked like the same golfer. Uh, I'm very concerned. He looks like a mid-level golfer at this point. He doesn't look like somebody who has won two major championships before. Max Homa is really concerning me. Uh, All three of us, I mean, our entire friend group is a huge fan of Max Homa. And ever since uh, his second place finish at the Genesis, he he has absolutely not looked the same. Uh, He can't get back to California in the U.S. Open fast enough. But there is a lot of concern for me about him as well. Uh, I'm trying to go to the uh, Wells Fargo Championship next week. Uh, we're obviously going to talk about that, but that's an event where he's won before. He's won at both Quail Hollow and he won last year when it was held in Maryland. So hopefully getting back to a familiar ground like that and a, uh, a tournament that he feels really comfortable at brings a spark back to him. But I, like I said, I'm very concerned. Um, he just does not look like the same guy that we saw shooting up the World Golf Rankings, shooting up the, the FedEx Cup Rankings uh, you know, back to the start of the year. He was ripping off a couple wins and a lot of top five finishes. So I'm very concerned for him. Uh, the surprises I had uh, first were Riley and Hardy. Like I said before, neither one of them had ever won on the PGA Tour before. Uh, before this tournament, uh, they had 11 combined top tens and 110 starts. Uh, so for me, this was really a performance, you know, two guys coming out of nowhere. Uh, shout out to them and, and huge win for them. Congratulations. <clears throat> the other pick I had uh, for most surprising was Adam Hadwin and Nick Taylor. Uh, nine top tens combined this year. They've been playing really good golf. Hadwin was somebody that we haven't really heard of since uh, the WM Open, uh, where he had a really good Friday and Saturday, was in contention, and then fizzled out late. Um, Nick Taylor has had a few good finishes this year. Uh, he finished second at the Waste Management Open. Uh, since then, he's finished tied 10th, or he has one top 10, two missed cuts, uh, a tied for 33rd, tied for 15th and a tie for 41 in six events since the WM Open that he's been in. Um, back to Adam Hadwin. He has three missed cuts this year, and all three of them came in three of the last four events. Uh, so, again, these are two guys who not really a lot of expectations are around coming into this, uh, and here they are. They finished second uh, to another really good pairing that surprised a lot of people and beat you know high-powered guys like Shuffling uh, Hanley, like we talked about a lot last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, uh, we have a little bit of controversy that brewed over the weekend in the Corn Ferry Tour. That's right, we're going to talk about the development here. Uh, but what had happened, uh, and I didn't even get the, all three of their names, um, but uh, the Corn Ferry Tournament this past week down in Florida, they had a shuttle going from the clubhouse to the 18th tee and to the first tee because it was a very long walk. And they were allowed to take the shuttle at that point but no other point. Uh, and what had happened is this group finished up on 18. We're getting ready to walk the whole way over to one. Uh, and they saw a shuttle there and they said, hey, are you allowed to take us? Or can you take us over to the first tee? Uh, the guy working the shuttle said, yeah, absolutely. They all hopped on. They drove over there. I think they played like two or three more holes. Finally, their rules official came up and said, how would you guys get to the first tee? And they said, oh, we took the shuttle. And they said, no, you weren't allowed to do that. Handed them a two-stroke penalty. Um, a few of them missed the cut. <clears throat> Uh, Fur uh, was a big one. Uh, he is now in danger of losing his uh, full-time eligibility on the Corn Ferry Tour because they're getting ready to do their points reshuffle, and when that happens, he's going to be well below the cut line. Uh, so he's going to be fighting to make Monday qualifiers and so on. Uh, so it sucks for him. But Slade, I just want to get your opinion on all this. 
Yes. Yeah, so the exact wording that happened when they got off of 18, like you said, and they're going to one, which there wasn't a shuttle available, but for some reason there's a shuttle person sitting at 18. Um, they said, are you shuttling to one? And the guy said, yes. And he said, okay. And they hopped on and went. And I mean, there's no other sport where you assess penalties to yourself like there is with golf. I mean, if you touch the ball, unless you're Patrick Reed, you assess the penalties to yourself for the most part. It's the most gentleman game that you can play in that if I move the sand, okay, that I have to, I have to assess a penalty to myself here. Like it's, it's not very easy for them to put a rules official out there on every hole at three different placements on the hole, one at the tee box, one in the fairway, one on the green, to be able to go over all the rules for every single thing, especially because they don't do that on the PGA. They're definitely not doing it on the corn, par- on the corn fairy tour. Um, but I think that there needs to be some sort of relax with the rules there. I mean, I, I understand that the rules are rules, but if you just – there's all this walking. The carts are not available at any uh, majority of the tournaments, I should say. You know, um, if that was the case, and I don't know, even at the Masters, say it's pouring down rain, or when it did start lightning and stuff before the trees fell that one day, you saw a tiger and his caddy beelining it across the fairways. Like it wasn't like if if they were able to even take a cart at that time, you'd have seen a cart pull up next to Tiger Woods of all people to take him out of there because he can barely walk. Um, so I, I just think that it's it's unfortunate that this happened. Obviously, they should have known better and they should have realized they they were there's a rules meeting before each tournament just to go over and kind of touch on everything that might have changed. I mean, they might not always offer the carts for this tournament, but they might have just did it, did it for this year. I don't know the case. It might not even been uh, a normal thing on the Corn Ferry Tour to begin with. But mm-hmm. at some point, they were told that only to go to the 18th and only to go to the 1st. I think that they got a little mixed up in that you can take it to the first. And so they're on the 18th, you go into the first. Yep. Okay. We're hopping in. Um, it's just kind of unfortunate that like you had said, the one guy he's uh, most likely after the points reshuffle, unless barring like a win at his next tournament, he's not going to be uh, able to, to, to qualify for every single week and full, full-time play. Like you had mentioned. Um, yeah, and I agree. I, I, you know, you do need to know the rules. That 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 just comes with the the, the pain of of being a, a professional golfer. Uh, but at the same time, I really feel like there could have been. There are so many more egregious rules to break than taking a cart. Um, I, I understand. You know, you're not getting the same wear and tear in your legs, but you can't tell me it made that much of a difference. I don't think it was worth a two-stroke penalty. I think it could have been a slap on the wrist. You know, warning. Uh, it, and at the same time, the guy driving the cart needs to know the rules. Uh, but my, my biggest thing taken away from this is, you know, you're, you're you're ruining somebody's livelihood over this now, essentially, and all because they they took a cart, you know, what a hundred yards, maybe even further, short or whatever, um, and you're going to give them a two-stroke penalty. They missed the cut, and now it ruins, you know, possibly their career. So I, I just really feel like they could have taken a step back and be like, okay, you broke the rules, but at the same time. It's not like what you did did not affect play. It didn't affect pace of play. It didn't affect the outcome of your score. You wanted a shot, two shots worse. It had you walked over there. Uh, so I, I really feel like, again, just of all the, the penalties that carry in golf, and again, like you said, it's a gentleman's game. A lot of guys penalize themselves and do a very good job of doing that. <clears throat> I, I just feel like there, there could have been a different 
workaround for for punishing them or whatever than coming out and being like, okay, we're going to take two strokes or add two strokes to your score. And, and you know, now, now you got to miss the cut. Another question I have is uh, I haven't watched really any of the Corn Fairy, but are there tee times to your knowledge kind of set up like the PGA where like, if you cut out a five minute walk from the 18th hole to the first, you're going to pull up on somebody teeing off and somebody else waiting. Like there, I don't understand how it took two or three holes for them to realize and someone to come up and be like, Hey, how did you get here? Like uh, it, that confused me also in that, like they definitely got to the hole a lot faster than they would have walking. So it's just weird that them getting off the cart and no one was like, Hey, what are you doing? Like what, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. Um, I, to so, my knowledge, I believe it's it's set up the same way, you know, especially Thursday and Friday. They, they like there would have been times. someone teeing off yeah. there. To my knowledge, yeah. So so much quicker than what they would have done walking. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like, like I said, there there's was a much better way and, and that it should have been handled and, and to go about it. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Uh, corn Fairy Tour is going to Corn Fairy Tour. <laughs> but... Um, Very black and white with the rules. No gray area. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you're Patrick Reed. Um, or Tiger Woods at the, what was it, the 2013 Masters when he uh, took the illegal drop. But yeah. um, m- moving on to the Mexico Open this weekend, uh, we're going to give you our fantasy picks. And our betting picks are back this week as well. Uh, it's a little easier to do it when you don't just have to pick the outright winner uh, like you did last week. Uh, let's go ahead and look at the updated fantasy uh, standings. Slade. Back-to-back winner, how do you feel? Uh, I had to use up some good guys, so it's going to come back to bite me in this well, coming Luckily, week, last but... week, it, it didn't matter. But... Right, right. But the week before that, I did have to use up some pretty good guys to be able to get that win. So, And, and none of these wins are coming by like double-digit point spread. So it's it feels nice, but I'm, I'm not going to gloat about it because I don't think it's a, a long-lived <laughs> thing. I think that it's going to be very easy for you guys to catch up. Still a lot of season left. Um, listen, I, I said this last week. I am just desperately trying to get out of last place. I closed the gap. I think I'm 11 or yeah, I'm uh, 11 back in Nick now. Um, you have a good chance this week to completely like change it up because we picked, I think three different people in our groups. So, uh, but yeah, so I mean, huge week here ahead. Uh, and then the other news is you're one point out of the outright lead. Uh, you're one point back at Sam right now. So, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun continuing to do this over the summer and, and checking in on it. Um, but, yeah, so those are the updated standings. Slade, with you being the winner, let's go ahead and have you make your fantasy pick first. Yeah, so just starting from the bottom, uh, I didn't realize that Cameron Champ was even in the list. I told you beforehand that looking at the, the list of people, the top two names here are the only ones that I really had noticed that stuck out that had a chance at really going in and having an outright winner chance in John Rahm and Tony Finau. Um, then after looking at your list that you had submitted, I saw Cameron Champ, and I was like, you know what? I'll put him in there as the uh, garage pick or the, the bonus guy. But the other guys are uh, Wyndham Clark, Patrick Rogers, and Ben Martin. Um, Clark had a really great week last week. Obviously, it's a team event, but I think that he should be able to uh, – kind of pull together and have another great week. Don't know that it'll be enough for a win, but I think it'll be enough to get a good uh, fantasy week out of him. And the same with Rhodes and Martin. Yeah. Um, moving on to my picks. 
again, John Rom, he's the defending champion here. Uh, he took his week off. He rested after playing the Masters and the RBC back to back. He loves playing here. He's always played well at the Mexico Open, so I expect nothing less of him this time. This will be the last time I use him, I think. Uh, this So I've used him twice so far. This will be my third usage. Uh, I'm going to use him at the U.S. Open and then all three playoff events. I'm just letting you know my game plan now. So this will be the last time we see him until the U.S. Open on my fantasy picks. Uh, Tony Finau, he finished tied second last year. He led the field in greens and regulation, uh, tee to green, and par four scoring last year as well. Uh, so he he played here really well. He shot a 63 in the final round to get himself up to that second place finish. So uh, he's, I, I said this before, he's really struggled, at least in my eyes up to this point. Uh, just the way he finished last season, I expected him to have a, a win or two by now. Uh, we haven't seen that. He's had a couple good finishes, but he hasn't strung them together. Again, like I expected Tony Fina to do. I, I think here is where it gets started. He's going to head into the summer months, and he's going to, you know, I, I think he's going to win a few more tournaments. Uh, so I'm excited to wear, see where he goes from here, and I think it starts with a good showing at the, the Mexico Open this week. Uh, next pick I have is Brandon Wu. Uh, he also finished tied second last year. So far this year, he is 13 out of 19 on made cuts. Uh, Wyndham Clark, uh, five top 10 so far this year, 15 of 17 on made cuts. And, of course, like you just said, great finish last week. Uh, Cameron Champ, uh, he is not played well this year. He is two for 13 on cuts made, uh, but he did finish tied for six last year. He was on the final group on Sunday, and, and I think the pressure of playing with John Rahm probably got to him a little bit, uh, and he wasn't able to show up as well. He only shot one under in that final round. Uh, and my last pick is David Lipsky. He finished tied six last year as well, shot a final round 64. Uh, he played really well last week at the Zurich uh, Classic. So I'm expecting him to continue that on. A lot of people are impressed with his iron play. And he finished well here last year, and it kind of sparked a really good summer out of him. And so people are expecting more of the same. Uh, so I'm going to jump on the bandwagon here, uh, and hopefully he can give me a really good finish at the Mexico Open. Uh, moving on, it is time for our cash-out picks. Uh, Slay, what do you got? Uh, I just went with Rom outright winner at plus 260. Um, I actually bet this on Monday morning uh, as soon as they came out and I was looking at the list of players and I saw that Rom was the big name and that really Finau is probably the next biggest name in the list. Um, I figured that I, I could try and win 160 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for my picks, uh, first one is Matt Wallace to finish inside the top 30. Uh, he won at Punta Cana and, uh, when I was reading the betting pick, or actually he was in the fantasy picks, power rankings uh, on the PGA Tour app. Apparently they use the same exact kind of grass uh, at the Mexico Open as they did at the Punta Cana. But the Punta Cana was like a little bit better. I don't know. But um, he finished tied 67th last year, uh, but he's coming off that win, like I just said. And um, he finished top seven at Copperhead uh, the week before that. So I'm expecting him to have a much better showing this year, and I think he can definitely finish inside the top 30. Uh, my other park is for Wyndham Clark, under the pick is for Wyndham Clark to finish inside the top 20 at minus 115 odds. Uh, his last five finishes are third, tied for 29th, sixth, and a fifth. Uh, so I'm expecting another really good showing out of him, and I think he can get inside the top 20 here. Um, you know when you start breaking it down to the types of grass that that bet has to hit. Yeah, <laughs> but now he's not even going to make it. That's, that, that's usually how it goes for me. But hey, last time he made no, it, he's not, I, I he's went, not I on your fantasy two. team, so he'll do good. Yeah, 
that's that's true too. But yeah, last time we made a uh, betting picks, I went two for two. So you I, did. We'll see if I can keep it going here. I, if I can go one 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 of two at least, I'll be happy. One of these hits, I'll be happy. But my luck. Well, I was gonna say if Wallace is finished inside the top twenty, that'll still hit. But I was like, Wallace is gonna finish top twenty, and Clark's gonna finish top thirty and flip him. But it is what it is. Uh, moving right. on. Um, it is time for growing our game. One of our favorite segments. Uh, little snippet into our uh, our personal golfing lives here. We're gonna talk about our favorite golf clubs and our least favorite golf clubs. Uh, so Slade, I'll let you go first. What is your favorite club in your in your bag? Yeah, so I think that I I looked at it in terms of like could be close to out of bounds, could be in the sand, could be or a, a fairway bunker. Um, could be kind of anywhere and be willing to hit this club. Cause I know that I'm going to get a clean hit on it every time. And so I would go with seven iron there. Um, I feel like it's a good middle iron and, and is really easy to hit it to its full length or kind of do like a quarter swing out of a bunker and, and get it up there. Um, so that's what I went with for my uh, best club. What, what did you go with for, for your favorite and best? Uh, my favorite and best club is usually my seven or eight iron. I was my eight iron just because with my old Mizuno set. At, so when we played last year, I lost my original eight iron with my set. I had to order a new one, and it came with like a better shaft and everything. Uh, and so I just loved it a lot more. I've gotten used to using that club so much. Uh, and then when I got fitted, when you get fitted, they just use your seven iron. When you get fitted for irons, you use your seven iron. And um, I, I just really enjoy using both my seven and my eight. That's my, even if my drive doesn't go that well, I'll, and I don't care how far out I am, if, if I'm having a really bad day, I'll just sit there and say, okay, I know I can hit my, my seven or eight iron well, and I'll just hit that up there. I'll be more than happy to take, you know, two iron shots with that just to get on the green. Um, so, yeah, my, my seven and my eight iron are probably my two favorite. My, if, if everything is going wrong, I know I can pull those clubs out, use them, and I'll be able to at least salvage something from that hole before I absolutely lose I wonder if that's like everyone's like club that they can get the best swing out of and, and the best contact, you know, if that's where they do your, your club fittings on as a seven, which I didn't know that. Um, and then you had said that you also like the seven as well as the eight. Um, I wonder if that's like, like an everyone thing, like that's the club that they get the best swing and, and, um, hit off the face with. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's that, or if it's kind of just cause it's, I would say like in the middle, like some sets mm. go from three to pitching wedge. Uh, the set I got recommended for was going to be five through pitching wedge. Uh, so I, I feel like seven's kind of sitting in the middle. It's a middle loft of all that and, and and all that stuff. So maybe maybe that's why, or maybe like you said, it's it's just a more universal kind of club. Um, next up, what is your least favorite club in your bag? Mine would be my very expensive, dumb purchase, uh, my driver. <laughs> I still have not figured out how to get rid of the wicked left hook that I have. <laughs> um, I can hit the ball and it'll go maybe 100, 150 yards straight out, looks perfect. And then it'll wrap around the closest tree to the left. That tree could be six acres to the left and it'll still try and get over there and around it. But um, it's it's ridiculous. I, I cannot figure it out. Um, if I'm golfing and I hit like a couple of good ones off to the off the driving range, and then I go over to the first tee and I hit a good one, and then the second tee it's horrible. Third tee I'll go and I'll kind of hit like a like a three quarter swing just trying to get a good shot, and it'll still go straight, and then it'll whip left, <laughs> and then after that um, 
I usually just start hitting with a three iron. Uh <laughs> um, so for my picks, I, I'm I'm in the same boat. I picked my my driver, my my fairway wood, my hybrid, uh, and, and also surprisingly for me is my wedges. My wedges, I feel like, is a new thing because um, I just I just got my used set, mm-hmm. uh, my my used to me, um, and I got wedges with it as well. Before I I just had my pitching wedge and my sand wedge and then my putter. Oh, that was all I had at the end of my bag. And now I have a, a 50, 52 and a 56, I believe. Um, no, 54 and 58 degree wedges. Uh, and, and so while it's similar to my sand, by the 54 is similar to my sandwich, it, it's also very different at the same time. Um, it's just a completely different like face and shape and everything. And so I'm just, now I need to, to relearn how to hit these. Uh, when I went out uh, last week, I was playing, I was in normal chipping things. I felt like I was doing, everything the same as I had done it before. And, and it just, it felt so different. So now I just need to really go back to the square one and start practicing with those a lot more. I feel like that'll probably come in easier. Um, I just got a three wood. I had never had a, a fairway wood before. Uh, I had either my driver or I had a three or five hybrid. Uh, but I, I got a three wood off of Facebook marketplace for 50 bucks. I hit it really well at the driving range when I first got it out. I think I hit it twice last week when I played golf and both times I just dead hooked it right. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Um, so, but again, I, again, I feel like that's, are you hitting I, off a tee or are you hitting like on a par five with a, uh, both a times I hit drive. it, I was on a, I was on a par five. Um, so you were hitting off the ground. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. which, um, when I warmed up, I was hitting off the ground and it wasn't doing terrible. Oh, you were? Um, oh okay. yeah. So, um, but I, again, I think that's something that I just need to practice with more. That was the first round I played with it. I've only hit it on the driving range twice or two separate times before that. Um, and so, again, that's something I know a lot of people complain that three woods are a lot harder to hit as well. I felt like when I was hitting it well at the driving range the first time, I, I was like, okay, this is something I can do. So hopefully with practice, that's good, that gets better. My driver, I, I go to the driving range, and I, you and I were talking about these tips, where I was like, okay, I just got to push my arm over top. And I felt like that helped a lot on the driving range. I was hitting things a lot straighter. I get out there last week, I'm playing golf and all my drives are going dead right. I think I hit like four fairways out of 18. I was I was not having a good day. Um, honestly, at, at one point, I should have just put the driver away and just started using my irons like I said I would, but I'm stubborn. And I didn't do it. And I had a very bad day. So, I, I mean, you and I are in the same boat. Drivers are just not easy for us but and and also just with changing uh with changing clubs or trying different clubs like you were mentioning um something that sam had said which i think that we're all on the same boat of wanting to try and and really zone in on this year is getting our yardages down like uh you know um just being able because i noticed that just like i can hit a hybrid off the ground or off a tee but depending on where I have it in my stance, like the ball lined up mm-hmm. changes the distance then. And so then I'm like, Oh, like I just cleared it over the back of the green and I, <laughs> yeah. or like, and that just might be like wrong club choice in general, but, but it's things that I want to definitely work on also. Yeah. That, that's something I, I, I as well want to, um, I was watching this video today. Uh, one of my favorite TikTok creators is uh, fat chops. I don't know if you've seen him. But um, I think he sent him to me a couple times. Yeah, he was he was talking about you know a, you know a big problem is a lot of people don't you know know or understand their yardages, um, and he's like, what I would do is you know if you go to a simulator or something or some fancy driving ranges like the one Sam goes to has like the, the top race technology mm-hmm. whatever, 
um, he said, just worry about your carry number. Don't worry about like you're rolling everything because from course to course and day to day, you know, how far it rolls out and everything's going to be different. It depends on how much spin you put on and all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm absolutely in the same boat. I, I need to, to learn my, my yardages. I started to do it, and now, the, especially with this new set, I, I absolutely need to. I'm hoping I can go early next week and do it because I'm going to play a very fancy golf course next Thursday um, with a lot of important people. I'm supposed to impress, apparently, but no. Uh, but uh, my father-in-law is you're supposed to. You're supposed to spend a little less time in the woods than you're normally yeah. doing. So I want to. I want to be. You know, <laughs> he, he yeah, wants yeah. to get me to his golf group, and so I don't want to be the guy that's out there. Is your tree out? Balls all day. Yeah, and I also just spent fifty dollars on balls this week. So, would rather oh, have vice, all is that the vice balls? Yeah, the vice balls. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Sam's Club. You get a box. It's got twenty four for fifty dollars. So nice. It, nice. it wasn't a bad deal. I'm gonna. I think a normal twelve pack is thirty dollars. So mm-hmm. ten dollars off essentially. That is a good deal. Yeah. So. Yep, but yeah, I'll, I'll try and go to a simulator on like Monday or Tuesday and get that yardage. So, so see, I need to find. So, there's no simulator near me, but also the driving ranges is really hard because they put the. I, I live on the side of a mountain. All the courses are on the side of a mountain. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you, you can't really like you were saying without the tracer, you can't really figure it out because the driving range goes out straight and then it either goes down the side of a hill or down the the other side of the hill. So, like. The rollout, like you're saying, you can't you can't even judge on that because mine's going down the hill no matter how far. It is. <laughs> you, <laughs> I top, you could hit it. I could top hundred yards dead straight, and that thing's gonna roll two hundred yards down the hill. Right, you know, right, like, right. Yeah, and you and I put it out there. Yeah, played there multiple times, and it's like, oh, this that shot's really good. And next thing you know, you get yeah. down there and you have to drive across three fairways to go find your ball because it mm-hmm. it's that dry and it just rolled out that much. Yep. But so those are our favorite and least favorite clubs. Uh, that will do it for this week's episode. Nice, short, sweet episode, but we will be back next week. We'll be reviewing the Mexico Open. We'll get you ready for the Wells Fargo Championship as well, which is another designated event. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be here in Charlotte. Uh, I'm trying to hopefully make it one day, uh, but I'm also leaving to go home next weekend, so uh, we'll have to wait and see. But maybe I can squeeze in a little practice or go into view of practice round. I'm not going to go play a practice round there, but. Uh, go view practice round, say hi to Ricky Fowler and, and then get out of there. But uh, we'll be back next week to break it all down for you guys. Thank you so much for checking us out. Don't forget, head to W.GG. Use code JackWagon for 10% off your order. Also, don't forget, we are currently doing a giveaway right here. Uh, our, our signature golf hat. Once we hit 100 subscribers on our YouTube channel, we will give one of these away. Uh, let me see what we're at now. I know we got the 60. We got the 60. I was ecstatic. What else? What are we at now? Still 60. That's okay. Uh, so make sure you head over there, subscribe, share it with your friends as well. And as soon as we hit 100, we will be doing a giveaway for one of these hats right here. Uh, but thank you guys so much, and we will see you in the next episode. Yes, sir.